Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Activate God's Purpose, where we yield our humanity to God's divinity. Let's talk about power today, real power, genuine power, healing power, delivering power, saving power. What kind of power is this? This is the power of God, the power of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of our source, God, who created us, who built us for a purpose, sent us to this world for a reason, sent us here on assignment. We're here for a reason, here for a purpose. We hear these things all the time. Purpose, reason, destiny. But we're not taught to tie those to and with the power of God. To Abba Father, God who made us, God our source. We're not taught to associate power with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus. And the Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. It says we can cast out demons in his name. It says there's no other name above his name. But yet we put other names above his. The way we idolize people and things and the systems of this world, the way we carry on doesn't depict an image or an impression that we actually associate with, acknowledge and embrace the power of God, the power of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of us who go to church or do Bible studies or cell groups at home have heard such things, have heard such words, but how much has it actually entered into our spirit? We might have it in our minds, but and maybe even emotionally, but how much do we really think on and accept and acknowledge that we carry the power of God in us, especially when we have given our lives to Jesus, especially when we yield to Jesus, especially when we yield to the Holy Spirit. And so today, I just want to, um, for those of you who don't know these scriptures, and for those of you who do know these scriptures, um, I want to read them out to you. For those of you who know, as a reminder, and for the, those of you who don't know, I want you to know, or I should say, God wants you to know that they exist because they're not my scripture. These, these are God's scriptures. This is the word of God. And I'm reading them out to you today, not to lecture you, to talk at you or to preach at you. I mean, I might stop on occasion to you know, I might get excited and, and break something down to you, but I really just want to read these scriptures to you. And these scriptures are based on power so that we have a view of how God sees power and what God wants power and 
wants power to his power to be used and demonstrated in our lives, you know, in every area of our lives. So let the scripture speak for itself. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you as I go through these scriptures. And um, you can always go back and listen to the message, of course, but if you have a notebook and a pen or pencil beside you, they'll, they'll come in really handy. <clears throat> so let's start with 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So if you are experiencing fear and you are experiencing lack of self-control, it is not God. It's not coming from Him. If you're not experiencing love, it is not coming from God. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness, right? And so Jesus is speaking to the disciples, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. So there's a waiting place. There's a place to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And, but we have to position and posture ourselves in a way that we receive the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. I love this scripture. I think I've used it before on other uh, podcasts. But... I love this scripture, Ephesians 6.10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. You're looking for true power. People throw around this word empowerment, empowerment, this empowerment, that empowerment, and the other empowerment, and God knows what other empowerment is going to come up. How many more and how many types? But we're looking for real power empowerment. We're looking for real power. Jesus says, you will receive this power. And who is that power? The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And Ephesians says, finally, be strong in the Lord. You want strength. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might in the strength of his might. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. What do you need power for? What are you trying to accomplish? In our times, things are so difficult. Things are so tough. We need power. We don't just need strength. We need power. And we need real power. We need power that can overcome all other kinds and types of power. We need power that can overcome all types of other powers. We need the power. And if you're looking for real power, my brother, my sister, oh, listener, 
If you're looking for real power, it comes from God. It comes from the maker of heaven and earth. And it's not even an it. Real power of God is a person. It's the Holy Spirit. That's how real God's power is. Are you looking for real power? You're not going to find it in the systems of this world, the philosophies and traditions and cultures of this world. You're not going to find it in the isms and whatever, thisms of this world. Real power comes from God, our maker, our creator, our source, the one who knew us when we were being knit in our mother's wombs, before we were knit in our mother's wombs. What do you need power for? Who and what do you look up to for power? Are you looking for real power? Hmm. The Bible says in Isaiah 40, 29, 31, he gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. He gives power to the faint. So you might be brave, you might be courageous, you might be strong. But now you find yourself faint, weak, don't know what to do, confused, lost, don't know how to get back up again. There's power available to you. Yield your life to Jesus. Yield your life to the Father in heaven. Yield your life to the Holy Spirit. Yield your humanity to His divinity. If you're looking for genuine power, for fresh power, for eternal power, for unending power, because in our flesh, we're weak. We get weak. We become weak. That's normal. It's natural. It's just flesh and blood. That's going to happen no matter how strong or courageous or bold we think we are. We have moments of weaknesses or moments of weakness. I said weaknesses because we all have diverse types of weaknesses. And weakness can hit us in different ways at different times, no matter who we are. But guess what 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says? But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And when you read 1 Corinthians 6.14, the Bible says, And God raised the Lord, being the Lord Jesus, and will also raise us up by his power. Ah, hallelujah. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. God rose Jesus up, resurrected him. The same power, the same Holy Spirit, the same God wants to raise us up, no matter what our condition, what our situation is, by his power, by his power. What do you need power for? Is it your marriage? Is it your children? Is it your education? Is it finances? Is it your mind, your emotions, your body? What do you need power for? Is it to help others? Are you exhausted and you're fatigued and you need power? The hand of God, the love of God, 
the salvation of God, the redemption of God will raise you up. The power of God will raise you up. The power in the name of Jesus will raise you up. The power of the Holy Spirit will raise you up. There's power available to you. The question is, do you want that power? Do you want that relationship with God? Do you want that relationship with Jesus? Do you want that relationship with the Holy Spirit? Because that's the, those are the keys. That's the doorway to this power. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. Jesus said, in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, the promise of the Holy Spirit, the promise of true power. Who and what oh, is this true power? Is the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is saying, I promise. It says, it's not just I promise, it's the promise of the Father, the promise of our Creator, the promise of our Maker. It says, stay in the city. And for the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to say, just find somewhere where you stay in the presence of God until you receive power from on high, until, as he says here, until you were clothed with power from on high. Clothed with power from on high. You, he clothed you with his power, and then he raises you with his power. And then you move in his power. The Bible says in him we live and we move and we have our being in Jesus. There's power available to us. We don't have to be so uh, 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 um, forlorn and so miserable and so depressed and so full of anxiety. He didn't give us that spirit of anxiety. God didn't give us a spirit of fear or of depression. God did not give us a spirit of misery or the spirit of depression. He did not give us a spirit of toxicity. We need deliverance and it's going to take the power of God. To deliver us. Our world needs deliverance. Our loved ones need deliverance. All over, all around, we all need deliverance. It's going to take power, real power. And that kind of power only comes from God, only comes from Jesus, only comes from the Holy Spirit. Do you need power? Does someone around you need power? In 1 Corinthians 2, 5, it says that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Oh, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. The Bible says that, it says, lean not on the arm of flesh, for it will fail you. How many times has the arm of flesh failed you? You failed yourself. People have failed you. Arm of flesh. Men, women have failed you. Relationships have failed you. You have failed relationships. 
We've all failed each other at, in some way or the other, at some capacity. While we like to blame other people, but if we really look at ourselves, really take a good look at ourselves, we will find that we also have a, a responsibility in some of the things that have happened to us. And it's painful to acknowledge that. But we have failed ourselves. And we have failed other people. And other people have failed us. It's human nature. We can only do so much. So we need the power that can do beyond so much. That can do beyond our failures and other people's failures. We need power the kind that can conquer this world, the Bible says what is born of God will conquer this world. We need power that will conquer our failures, conquer the systems of this world, conquer sickness and disease, conquer the politics, conquer the things that are destroying the drugs, the ways of being that are destroying our humanity, that are creating indignities to our humanity. We need power to overcome the darkness that, that, that is penetrating every area, every sphere of our lives that appears to be closing in on us. And we're claustrophobic because everywhere we turn is so dark, is so difficult, is so miserable, is so sad, is so depressing, is filled with anxiety and fear. That's not who God wants us to be. That's not how God wants us to be. He says, wait. So find a place, listener. Find a place, my brother. Find a place, my sister, where you sit and wait and ask God for his power and wait for him. Wait for his presence. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Wait for the presence of Jesus. Wait for the person of Jesus, for the peace of Jesus. Wait for the presence of Abba Father, of God. Be endued with his power. Yield to him. Give your life to him. And allow him to endue you with power from on high. So that you can do all things in him who strengthens you. The Bible in 2 Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All things that pertain to life and godliness. Because maybe you're saying, I can't do this. It's too late. Or that's it, I give up. I throw in the towel. This is not going to happen. This is not going to change. This is it. Well, I can't really follow God. I can't really follow Jesus. I can't really follow the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, that I failed at it before. Or I don't think I can make it with God. Put all that aside. Put your mind and your emotions aside. Put your mistakes and your failures aside. And your failures are not really failures, my friend. Those are lessons. So instead of us saying, we failed, perhaps we should be asking, what was the lesson? What was the lesson? As painful as it might be to learn that lesson. Learn it, face it, learn it, and embrace it. So you can do better and be better next time, right? 
Don't crush yourself. God isn't crushing you. Oh, hallelujah. God is not crushing you. God is saying, I'm here and I'm ready to empower you. And I mean true power. Not power that's going to wither away. Not power that's going to let you down. Not power that's going to say and do one thing today and then say and do something else tomorrow. Not power that will take you by surprise and blindside you. Not power that's in secret, but power that is transparent. The raw power of God will be demonstrated in your life and through your life. Hmm. It says, for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. That's 1 Corinthians 1, chapter 1, verse 18. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. If people choose to perish, then yes, by all means, the word of God is going to seem folly to them. It's going to be folly to them. They're going to say that's not the way, or they're going to not choose the way of God. Instead of recognizing that they are perishing and they do need the power of God. So to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The cross, the, the, for the word of the cross is the power of God to us. Jesus dying on the cross and staying on that cross, he could have called the angels to deliver him. He could have saved himself and said, Father, you know, I, I think I'll stop here. This is too much. It's too painful. It's too agonizing. And look at them. Why are we saving them? The Bible says that the angels ask the question, what is man that thou art mindful of them? Even the angels had to question God. What, why, what is it about them that you are so mindful of them? His, God is so intentionally mindful of us. But what do we do? We discard his love. We mock his name. We mock the name of Jesus. We don't, in fact, we don't even regard the Holy Spirit. We don't even think about the Holy Spirit. Yet he is the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, who, who resurrected him. And if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, the Bible says the spirit of God was in him without measure. How much more do we need the Holy Spirit? Stop looking at the word of God, at God, at Jesus, at the Holy Spirit, at the cross, at the word of God. Stop looking at them as folly. They're not a mistake. And this is no joke. People are perishing. So we've got to choose. Do I want to perish? Or do I want the power of God to sustain me? Do I want to be saved by the power of God? Do I want my children to perish, my loved ones to perish? Or do I want them to be saved by the power of God? And then it says, Psalm 89 verse 13. One minute. 
Psalm 89 verse 13. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand. High your right hand. hand. He has a mighty hand to save. Mighty, mighty hand to save us. Mighty hand to save us. Acts chapter, chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. God doesn't abandon us. Always with us. And the same God who anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power wants to do the same with us wants to empower us, wants to empower us, wants to strengthen us with real power. So think on this. That God loves you so much, not just to save you, loves us so much, not just to save us, but to empower us, not just to deliver us, but to empower us. It says in Isaiah 41 verse 10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 4. For he was crucified, this is Jesus, in weakness, but lives by the power of God, but lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but in dealing with you, we will live with him by the power of God. But in dealing with you, we will live with him by the power of God. This power of God is amazing. It's amazing and you need it, I need it. First Chronicles 16.11 Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Continually. And so I don't want this message to be too long. I just want you to do the research about the power of God. Do the research on the Holy Spirit. As I end with the following scriptures. Ephesians 3.16 That according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Holy Spirit in your inner being. Power in your inner being. Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. May you believe in this power of God so that you will abound in hope, abound in strength, abound in abundance. 
For God wants us to prosper. He wishes that we prosper. Soul, spirit, mind, body, finances, prosper. He wants us to live with hope. And we need power in this world that we live in. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to abound in hope, to live in hope, to have hope. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brothers, rejoice. He says, aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. How do we do this, this restoration, this comforting of one another when we are going through such hard times? How do we live in peace and not anger and misery and bitterness? It's the power of God. It's by the Holy Spirit. How do we become restored? By the power of the Holy Spirit. And so Isaiah 26 verse 4 says, Trust in the Lord forever. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Is an everlasting rock. Hmm. We will talk more about power. But for now, for now, just meditate on these words. Meditate on these scriptures. Revelation eleven seventeen says, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. God reigns. God will continue to reign. God will always reign. Regardless of what we're seeing and what is happening around our world, God is real and God reigns. The Bible says that he who sits in the heavens will have the last laugh. God will have the last laugh. You might feel powerless now, but turn to him and find power, secure power, real power. You might feel confused right now. You might wonder why things have happened the way they have around the world in your own personal life. But God still reigns and his power still surpasses all powers. God bless you. God strengthen you. God empower you with the Holy Spirit. That you may know him and the power of resurrection. In the name of Jesus, thank you for listening. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you and empower you. And I'll talk to you soon.